Hey everybody, welcome to Approachable. My name is Paige Pierce. And I am Joe Henderson. And what you can expect here at Approachable is open communication about what goes on behind the scenes of disc golf, maybe. But also, not only that, we are here to just to open up the conversation about the approachable positions that we have within disc golf, whether that is a job or whether that is a viewership. But yeah, we want to create an open and um, honest community of disc golfers. Yeah, I think that's something so special about our sport is that not only do you fall in love with the flight, but you fall in love with the community and everyone inside of disc golf just seems so approachable. You know, I never thought that growing up as a little girl, I would have best friends that are 55 year old males or 70 year old females. You know, it's just, everyone is so friendly and welcoming. And like you said, that's through the community, but that's also in just the way that you're treated and the way that the sport is in, in that you can watch on the professional side, you can watch up close and personal. Everything about the sport is, is so approachable. And, um, I thought that this was a perfect name for us in our podcast with Joe Mez Pro. I was so honored when they said that we want you to start a podcast through us and we want you to have full reins on what that content is. And it's, it's kind of allowing us to talk to people behind the scenes that aren't like what most other podcasts do. You know, I think you and I both, Joe, talked about how we wanted to not interview the person that won the latest tournament. We want to interview the unsung heroes. We wanted to interview the people that are making the sport happen that aren't professional players. Not everyone can be Paul Macbeth, but anyone can be a part of this welcoming community. And so we wanted to highlight people that you may have never heard of and show you what they do inside the sport and and kind of inspire you that there are so many different roles that can be filled inside of the disc golf community. Exactly. We're here to show you that you can make a difference in your disc golf community in a small scale, but also at a large scale as well. What do you think that you've done? So actually, first of all, tell everyone, where are you from? I am from Salmon Arm, BC in Canada, but currently I'm living in Calgary, Alberta which is about an hour away from Banff, if you're familiar with that. Oh, I'm definitely familiar with Banff. <laughs> I, I think everyone's got it on their bucket list. Even Probably. if you don't know the name of the name of it, you've seen the photos, you got to go there. Yes. So go visit Joe. But yeah. <laughs> so what do you think that you've done or what do you want to do inside of your disc golf community? You know, what, what have you kind of taken in in the community that you're in and what has it inspired you to start doing? That's a really good question. So I actually uh, was living in Edmonton, Alberta. That's where I kind of fell in love with the sport. And um, actually I fell in love with the sport. Let's take it back a little bit even further. Um, my family is addicted to disc golf. I've been playing this sport for about 10 years. I haven't really gotten, I didn't really get into it until the 2020 kind of push. But is that's when I started taking it for myself. But I used to play with my family uh, back in 2010, all the way up until now. And I'm continuing to play quite a bit. I just, I think that disc golf is such a cool thing because it connects with people in very different ways. For me, it was 
a way for me to get exercise and a way for me to kind of clear my mind and get into the sport that way. That's how I kind of got into it. And my brothers, they were playing disc golf and my dad. And honestly, they were so good at the game, but they put a lot of hours into it. So they were so good and they were throwing like 400 feet. And then I would get so frustrated with myself, Paige, that I wasn't able to, I don't know, be at their standard. And that for me was really, it was pretty discouraging. But then once I started playing by myself and I got into the sport a little bit more, and that was in Edmonton, Alberta, that's when I started to fall in love. And I know you were asking me like how I, how I got into the sport of disc golf and like what I can do to make it approachable. Um, but I would say for me, the thing that I did was I got into the sport there and then I started to ask, like, is there a women's league? Is this something that is available to me? And at the time, there wasn't. And that was something that I was like, you know what? We need to change this. And so I started a women's league with the Edmonton Disc Golf Association there. By the end of the time that I left, it was actually up to 60 women that were coming regularly. That is so cool. When I started playing, you know, I I was four years old with my That's dad. Incredible. And he would just take me out. Yeah, it was, you know, looking back now, I'm like, wow, this is the best thing he could have done for me. Little did he know I was going to turn into a five-time world champion, but you know, he was just, my dad was just obsessed with the game and he would take me out all the time. Um, you know, before I even really wanted to throw, I was just kind of along for the ride. And I started to get more and more into it with, you know, him kind of showing me some praise and, and, you know, making him a little bit proud of a certain throw I would do, or, you know, uh, you know, his friends started to cheer me on and that, that was very exciting for me. But honestly, you touched on it too. Like it was just fun to be outside. It was fun to watch the disc fly and to get excited when I did better. And, you know, something about individual sports is that you, you only focus on yourself and what you can do to get better. And there's no one to blame but yourself. So if you're someone that's a competitor and you like to better yourself, I think the sport of disc golf is so cool because you're never going to be perfect. And so you're always learning. And, you know, I also found that it was really fun to continue to dive into nature and just be outside all the time. And, you know, I didn't really know how much I took for granted just being outside in the woods until maybe until COVID, you know, or like a certain week where I was feeling lazy or whatever. And I'm inside and then I get outside again. I'm like, wow, this is the best part of life is just to be outside. So for me the to put it together of like make helping your mental state by being outside and being active and also you know, getting that exercise for your physical body and staying, staying fit. And, um, I think those two things went hand in hand for me as, as to why I continue to fall deeper and deeper in love with this sport along with the community. Like we're talking about. Definitely. I'm wondering though, Paige, like, was there a point up in your growth? Like, I know you started when you were four, but is, was there a point where you were like, "Mm, I don't know if this is for me or were you just like head on, like, this is, this is my thing. Like I need to continue doing this. I'm in love with the sport. Yeah. I think it happened slowly over time for me. I, like I said, I didn't 
even know I was at a disc golf course. I just knew I was with my dad and he kept handing me this little round thing, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I started throwing, like I said, it, it started to get more and more appealing as you know, they were clapping for me, but there was definitely a time where I think my dad realized, Hey, if I really train her, I bet she could be good. And then he started to kind of micromanage me and, you know, be like, you have to do this. You have to do this. And, um, there was kind of this like turmoil for a while of him pushing me too hard and me not wanting to do it, but then me wanting to impress him. But, and, uh, you know, we kind of got through that rocky patch and I realized, well, I guess he realized that, you know, just me being out there with him was good enough and I didn't have to compete. I just, he just wanted me to love the sport. And, you know, something funny is like, I started to love when someone would lose a disc because it felt like a little game of hide and seek to me, you know, this little yes. hidden Easter egg of yeah. like, Oh, Oh, my uncle, uncle John just lost his yellow disc. And you know, it's like, okay, who can find it? And <laughs> you can find it, it just, first. <laughs> yeah. And so like, even just like almost felt like a scavenger hunt that had a purpose, you know, of also trying to beat your lowest score, but yeah. So I think that, you know, my dad started entering me into tournaments and I thought that that was fun to compete. I was already playing soccer at the time. So I was, I was excited about winning and like, uh, you know, getting a trophy and getting this, these accolades. So that part was fun for me. Um, but yeah, then it came to the time where I started traveling throughout the state to compete in different tournaments where my dad was kind of telling me how to practice and telling me what this to throw. And it kind of felt at a certain point, like I was this little robot, I was a little puppet and it was basically just him competing. Um, but we, I figured out how to express myself better to him that like, Hey dad, I really like this, but I'd prefer it if you didn't do this certain thing. And you know, it, it really helped with our relationship and, um, learning how to talk to each other and, and work with each other, I think. So a little bit of a rough patch, but we got through it. As anyone grows up or any, as anyone gets older, you have to learn how to communicate and express those things, right? It's just interesting Absolutely. that yours is very like disc golf based or disc golf related. Right. But disc golf teaches you so yeah, much. I was going to say that too. Yeah. Disc golf does teach you so much. And like what you were saying, even with the mental health or like your mental state, like that has been such a gift to me. And I don't, I am sure that a lot of people have felt the same way. And I know a lot of people actually reached out to me about this in just how it's impacted their mental health. But yeah, moving for me and being outside in nature, the, those two things are like hugest things for my mental health. So yeah, it's super cool that you touched on that. I feel like, especially like in this day and age that we talk a lot about as a society, we talk a lot about like meditation and anxiety and all these words about mental health. Right. And for me, those words kind of have always been like off limits. Like I just don't have those in my vocabulary or didn't. And I'm like, Oh, I don't meditate. You know, I don't meditate. It's, I don't want to sit on the floor Indian style and, you know, I just had this like preconceived idea of what meditation was. And 
you know, I've been talking actually with a sports psychologist recently and he kind of like helped me realize that meditation isn't just one thing. It's not what you're saying that you thought it was like. And I started to realize that when I'm on the disc golf course, I feel like I'm meditating. I'm currently, I'm, I'm in that present moment. And he, the way he's, he said it to me actually is like, it really stuck with me, you know, like someone can tell you the same thing as the next person, but the way one person says it like hits you. The way he told me was that to be present, you just need to be where your feet are and just like, look down, like hear hear the leaves crunching under your feet. Like, do you hear your breath? Like, and if you're hearing those things, if you're feeling the leaves crunching, you're present in that moment. And that, that is meditation is just being where you are. And there's no place I feel that more than when I'm disc golfing. You're so focused on the shot that you have to make. And I think that that is something so special for everyone. I, I think that that is true for everyone. That probably helps you so much in your tournaments too, just to even like take a step back, even in those like those seconds while you're like preparing for your shot, just to take a step back and then just look down at your feet and realize you are so present in that moment. Yeah. And I think that's why disc golf is so addicting is because we're, that is the one place where we kind of like feel at peace. And it's kind of funny for me to say that. And in the moment, I'm thinking of all the tournament moments of people getting frustrated and stuff, but the, the emotions are felt so strongly in disc golf. And I think that we all become so addicted to disc golf because we can find that peace. We can find all of the emotions and if you allow yourself to get outside and grab your disc golf bag and go to the course, like you are going to have a good day every time. What, you know, every and, time. Yeah. I never regret around. It's such a special place. Yeah. You never yeah. regret it. Never do. No, and never. We in this podcast series are going to highlight that it's not about being a touring professional. It's all of us, every one of us that has ever touched a disc in our life has a place in this community. You don't have to go win tournaments, right? But you can still feel that peace. You can still feel that presence and, and you can still feel that love of disc golf. And, you know, I think that the audience is going to love hearing from players, from TDs, from course designers, from media people. Who else are we going to interview, Joe? Like what hopes and dreams do you have? Who do you want to talk to and hear their side? There's so many people. I want to hear about maybe the disc golf pro tour, like what the future is for that, because I know that's a huge part of disc golf. And I know that's a huge part of how people can get connected and stay in the loop with disc golf. Um, I want to hear about so many things, different events that are going on. I want to hear more about just the different, even different pros that have maybe transitioned into a different role or a different, I don't know, different capacity for what they have for disc golf or what disc golf has for them, maybe, rather. Yeah. And yeah, there's just so many ways for people to be involved. 
Yeah, there's Incredible. lots of players that are turning into coaches. There's totally. we got players that are now designing courses and, you know, starting their own businesses. I think that that is something that's really cool is to see over the years being at tournaments how how much things have shifted. You would go to a tournament and there would be little to no volunteers. There would be not very organized. And now we're starting to see the number of volunteers is 10 times the amount that it used to be. We're seeing media coverage. We're seeing live coverage. We're seeing it on ESPN. We're seeing Jomez pros getting hundreds of thousands of views on all of their videos. And, you know, now we're talking about uh, players getting tour passes, which include health insurance and security and special parking and you know we're just seeing so many ways that the sport is growing and I'm excited to talk to the people that are involved with that and you know all the new businesses that have developed inside of disc golf you know you got companies like whale sacks and disc golf pins you know what else there's so many niche companies i know that there's even a disc golf shoe now like that's insane right and people who make graphics for disc golfers like that's crazy that each disc golfer can have that accessible to them yeah very cool so it i'm excited to talk to more people that are in the sport and have these stories of how they fell in love with disc golf and you know kind of kind of hear what inspired them to take a leap and to start this business inside of disc golf what inspired them to maybe navigate a new way you know i i think of someone like brian Earhart, who is a touring pro and now he is a coach he's offering lessons or kale lavisca i i think we should interview kale lavisca you know he's interview kale if you're listening Dis- to y'all, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be hitting you up. Um, yeah, like now he's running an event that's on the Disc Golf Pro Tour and he's got a tavern and he's, you know, designing he courses. He designed I, a I course. Think, yeah, multiple. He's designed multiple so courses. many. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, it, it's so cool what all Disc Golf has become and what is a right around yeah, the corner. Yeah, you know what? I just love... Like even Jomez Pro's like slogan basically just saying that disc golf is for everyone, whether you're plus 18 or minus 18, you can get connected in the sport. And that's exactly what we want to do with Approachable. We want you to feel at home. We want you to feel comfortable. We want you to feel like we are approachable, Paige and I, but we also want all of the people that we speak with to be approachable people that you can go to and ask questions about how to get involved in that area of the sport. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's a really cool way to transition disc golf and the growth of disc golf, not only just telling people about the sport, because I know that's how it was before, is like telling people about the sport and playing the sport, and that's how you grow the sport. But there's so many ways to get involved. There really is. Yeah, and, you know, something, this is, I've done so many things. I've been you know, a professional disc golfer since maybe 2008 or nine. And I've done so many things inside of disc golf, but something I've never done is to do a podcast. And, you know, 
this was such an easy decision for me to make as soon as Joma's asked because I'm just an inquiring mind and I have so many things that I'm curious about and I've learned that, you know, I've been in the van life community for a few years now and my dad and my stepdad and I built it together and um, just watching something go from bare bones, completely empty to then a masterpiece was so cool for me to see that, you know, any single thing, you know, my cell phone, this cup, this cup that I'm holding, it had a process to go through to get here. Right. And we take that for granted. Sometimes we just think, Oh, here's my cup. You don't really think about how it was made sometimes, but when you do a big project like that, you start to value what work goes into making something happen. And I think that, you know, we're seeing disc golf from here to here. And now let's figure out how it got there. Let's figure out how it can get from where it is now to where it could be in 2030. And I think that, you know, for me, I want to know how things happen. And I know that everyone here listening and watching you guys are the same. Otherwise you wouldn't be clicking on a disc golf podcast. You wouldn't be Googling, how do I throw farther? How do I make my timing better? You know, the generation that we're in, you go to YouTube for everything. Google is our, our best friend. So I think for me that that has been podcasting and listening to curious minds, ask people that are very talented questions about their expertise. And, you know, we all want to learn. And you know what, I think there's something to be said about the generations that are before us too. And like the things that they've already done, they've laid the groundwork for us. And now it's just up to us to see if we can like take what they've done and what we've learned from them and, and continue to make it more efficient, make it better. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the way that we can, we can do that through learning through other people, but also just getting creative on our own. There's so many different possibilities, even that we haven't touched on or that we won't touch on, right? That like, there's so many different opportunities, try something new and make something happen, right? Absolutely. I I read this thing the other day that said, you will never be ready. So just start. I love that so much because Alyssa actually told me something recently of like, you know, sometimes I go through these spurts where I'm not, I don't feel motivation, especially in the off season, right? Actually only in the off season where I just play disc golf every day for 300 days and I have 60 days quote unquote off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a few days off. And then I go out to the course and I have the best day I've had all week. And I'm like, wow, I come home and I tell Alyssa, you know, I'm so happy I had the best day. She can just feel my energy. She can hear my excitement. And I was like, man, this was the best day. And she's like, that should be your motivation right there. Or that should be your lesson is that you don't wait for motivation to happen. Like you're not just going to magically be motivated. You need to do it. And then the motivation yeah. follows. And I think exactly. that that's so true in everything in life. And um, 
yeah, it's just, it's just nice. And I hope that lessons that I learn, I can help teach or guide someone that's listening here. So yeah, basically this podcast, like I touched on earlier is anything Joe and I want it to be, how many episodes we want it to be, how long the episodes are. Do we have guests? Do we not have guests? And so I want to ask you guys that are listening what you want to hear from us. We have a email approachable at jomezpro.com where you guys can send us in critiques, topics, someone you want us to interview. Uh, if you want to hear about anything, what Joe's biggest fear is or anything, shoot us an email and we would love to hear what you think of this platform and what you want to see more of definitely Paige. and i know that you come from a professional side of things but i i also wanted to come on here to be the voice of i don't know maybe the amateur who maybe wants to go pro and the amateur who's who's wondering about what it's like to be on the disc golf pro tour and i have a ton of questions as well so yeah definitely feel free to reach out to us we have two different perspectives that are going to be really valuable i feel like on this podcast Absolutely. And I think that's, that's the beauties. You got the pro and the AMS perspective and the, the mind of, of me who I've been there. Most of these, most of these things, like I've already learned and I'm, I'm kind of the bridge of helping you guys learn. And Joe, you know, you're, you are there. You're, you're like, well, Hey, how do I get sponsored? How do I make this a career? How, you know, and I think it's really cool to have two different perspectives and we can bounce off of each other. And, you know, a lot of these questions that I would ask them, you wouldn't and vice versa. So totally. I think and I would that, have a totally different question to ask. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So I think that this is something that I'm so very excited about. I hope it translates through the screen, through the headphones or whatever headphones, speaker yeah. system you're listening through. And yeah, exactly. you guys feel our excitement inquiring minds and i hope you enjoy being along for the yes, journey thank you for being here and please make sure to reach out to us whether that be on on the jomez pro email the approachable at jomez pro email or just on our social medias as well Paige, where can they find you yeah my instagram is p pierce 29190 and yours is Joe Henderson That's Disco. Yeah, I do I'm follow you, so I do know that one. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, this is this is a uh, fresh, fresh contents, fresh, fresh ideas, and we are willing to take this thing as far as you guys want to see. I mean, this is my biggest project this off season for sure, besides buying a new home. And That's a huge project, yeah. I'm sure, in itself. Yeah transitioning yeah. from van life to a home that's not on wheels for the first time in my whole life. Um, so yeah, that's, that's obviously really big, but this is my biggest disc golf project this off season. I finished up with the documentary. So yeah, this yeah, is my new, along? it's good. It's very good. The end is in sight. We are recording. The sound engineering is completely done. I actually just paid that invoice today. We are officially done with the sound engineering and January 5th is our tentative date to record the narration, which I'm not allowed to divulge who I got as the narrator yet, but 
it oh, is so so exciting to me an all-time hero of mine and uh very 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 exciting to get her to agree to be part of this and uh um, exciting i think it also will make the film seem more legitimate in the eyes of the companies that could potentially want to buy it and the um, media platforms that might want to show it. So when they see this big name attached to the film as the narrator, and then they, you know, that's going to just make them click on it. And then once they see the content and they feel the storyline, it's going to be so big. And I'm very, very oh, excited I can't about wait that. To see it. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. That's yeah. So exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited. But so yeah, after, after January 5th, that's, this is, my only disc golf media outlet. So I'm just sitting here in my blank office trying to get it set up and get ready for this Love podcast. It. I got the new fancy mics and headphones. Thanks yes, to Jomez Pro. Jomez hooked us up. Thank you, Jomez. I know. I walk in this office and I'm like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> right? It looks so nice. <laughs> it sounds great. It. So yeah. What do you got going on this off season? Like, what are you as an amateur in disc golf? Like, what are your goals? Are you trying to work on taking the step up to pro? Are you not really worried on advancing and you're just loving the, the actual sport itself? Like, what are you I to? am, well, the whole, actually, I only played one M tournament last year. I actually moved right up to pro right away. And, um, well, in Canada here, it's a little different, I'm sure, than uh, the disc golf pro tour, but, um, yeah, so I've been playing local tournaments to me in Canada and right now it's winter. So it's a little bit, uh, hard to get out there and practice, but as much as I can, I've been going out and playing winter golf and I've been putting quite a bit and trying to take my game to the next level, but it's a little bit difficult when it's so cold outside. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I hope to play a couple more tournaments next year and I don't know. We'll see if I can get to 850 rated. That's kind of what my goal is for next year. Okay. 850. And then if, if I make it higher than that, then that's great. Or 900. Let's, let's hope for 900. Maybe I should shoot higher. Yeah. I've always, I've always found that like, even when I'm driving, I try to make small goals, you know, yeah. and just that way you accomplish it quicker. I I've learned about myself that I'm more task oriented and, yes. um, when I can click something off my to-do list or accomplish a small goal, it feels so rewarding. So that's what my advice to you would be is just stay on that that's, lower end and that try is to go good. up. Just try that to get progress. Advice. Yeah. And yeah, my it. coach Seth Muncy actually told me very similar stuff of is like, Hey, you don't have to do this whole workout. Just make sure today that you put on your disc golf shoes, put on your workout shoes and just that small step can then make you take that next step. So I think that that is great life advice and disc golf advice. Yeah, that's such good advice. It can be like, then it, it's almost like putting on like a workout outfit or like laying out your workout mat or whatever it is that can just get you into the spirit of, um, I don't know, just get you motivated. Like you were talking about before. Totally. Yeah. I so small it. goals, small goals, everyone, small, small goals. goals. Don't try everyone. it. <laughs> Don't yeah. try to shoot for the stars right away. 
Thank you so much for listening to Approachable and we can't wait to have you on board. We can't wait for you to be a part of our community and of our conversation. We want you to be involved. So make sure you comment and let us know how you're liking the podcast and what you're excited for. We'd love to hear that. Yep. So make sure you guys tune in. We will have some exciting guests just next week. Can't wait.